A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, my name's Stuart Miles, and welcome to the Pocket Podcast. Happy New Year, as they say, and that means one thing in the world of tech cs is on yeah that's right the world's largest consumer technology show has opened its virtual and physical doors once again to bring us a host of product announcements and concepts and while the format has been slightly different again this year it hasn't stopped the sensible weird and downright wonderful gracing our inboxes and well, physical event in vegas itself so what have been the big announcements from the show what should you be looking forward to later this year and has it all been worthwhile well, joining me this week, live from Las Vegas, no less, is Pocket Reviews Editor Mike Lowe. And back in the UK, Pocket Contributing Editor Luke Baker. So let's start with you, Mike, as you're there, yeah. braving everything. What's caught your eye? Um, yeah, as a show overall, it's been a really quite a different experience because of the volume of people. Um, it's, it's certainly down. And I think that's kind of dominated quite a lot of the headlines around it. Um, I think from my point of view, it's kind of best in some ways to ignore that and actually go, hey, this is a technology show, so let's see the good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, sadly, quite a number of large companies have actually sort of failed to bring product. Um, so it's it's been a bit of a obscure mixture of kind of augmented reality displays and, and kind of hands-off displays. Um, and the one company that's really gone for it proper, as far as I'm concerned, is, is Samsung. So they seem to have really doubled down, uh, announced everything, bought everything, showing everything off. Um, and it's, you know, the, the year of their, their new TVs. Um, yeah, they kind of started off the week, didn't they? Let's talk about TVs because CES has always, you know, CES has been going as a technology show. It's been going for about 50 years. And it kind of started off with, with TVs, radio and phonograms. Uh, turntables for you and I. Uh, what are the TVs this year? So Samsung went big with micro LED. Yeah, so it was probably about three years ago when they announced. Originally, it was called the Wall, um, and they, they've kind of been dabbling with this idea of getting it to be a consumer product, an actual real thing that you can buy. Um, they're still not kind of quite there because they are very big. I think the biggest is 110 inches. The smallest is something like 83. Um, and you're talking six-figure televisions. Wow. So, yeah, well, it's not officially that, but that's kind of word on the street. Um, they look amazing. Like, it's kind of unreal how good they look. Um, it's probably more a kind of like, kind of proof of concept in a way. They might sell like a handful to some super rich, um, but it kind of shows off what's possible and how bright things can go and how detailed and you know, how just much control they can have over over imaging. And it, over time, it will trickle down and we'll see this kind of eventually come through to a more consumer level and, and a, a more sensible kind of size as well. Um, but I think that's the great thing about CES is actually being able to see stuff because mm. a, a picture of a television tells you absolutely nothing <laughs> how it looks, right? And when you literally get to see some of this stuff, it's like, oh, that is incredible. I mean, sure, it's, it's set up in their own format and and they get all the control over it and they control the image and whatever but you know even so it's like wow that's that's some impressive stuff so that's kind of their very very top end then there's the um neo qled update um which is is fantastic but at the same time it's just an incremental kind of shift so year on year there's only so much more you can really eke out of what um extremely high-end technology can do in televisions it tends to be just you know increasing the the processing to kind of pull more out of an image or you know, shift around a bit of what HDR can do out of uh, what it's provided with. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a small update, but um, the images are still incredible. So that's kind of the, the next level. There's no model numbers yet. There's no pricing yet. Um, so I guess we'll wait until maybe February and there'll be kind of some real world um, figures on that. Now, towards the end of last year, we saw from Samsung a lot of focus on TVs for everywhere, you know, your garden your garage, your wherever you, your kitchen, your bathroom, wherever you fancied it, is there yeah. that sort of that trend? Has that trend carried on this year from Samsung or others in in CES? 
Uh, yeah, so for, for sure. The, the main showcase they put on kind of went, you know, top end, almost untouchable. You're never really going to have this in the next few years, um, which is the, the micro LED stuff. Um, right down to some of the more lifestyle things. So they have a lifestyle range, and um, this year they, they've got an update on uh, the frame. It's kind of designed to look a bit more arty, and this time they've put on a, um, it's like an anti-reflective, anti-glare screen. Mm-hmm. And it's been certified as the first ever TV with a, a, a zero reflection, zero glare screen, which sounds like a lot of hoo-ha, but actually genuinely looking at it, it looks like a painting. It, it's so kind of bizarre and, and you, you wouldn't be able to see how good it is unless you physically stand in front of it. You can get your phone out and shine it over it. It doesn't reflect. It's really pretty crazy, actually. Um and they've kind of done this with a coating that's kind of microscopic and almost like a like a sine wave. Um, and it just sort of deflects the light in a way that you think you're looking at a picture, basically. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, you've seen similar things, you know, like TVs designed specifically to hang on your wall to use. Yeah. As the Netgear Muriel, um, which I yeah. reviewed last year, um, is kind of it's not a TV, but it's just a display that. You know, has a, comes with a, a, a subscription to art galleries, so you can display new art on your wall every day. Right, um, and that's kind of you know we've had, oh, like even over Christmas, we had friends and family over, and they're like, "What is that? That looks like it's a lit, you know, lit up." And it's, and we're like, "Oh yeah, it changes as well." And they're like, "Whoa, like crazy kind of stuff." And so, I think there is this tendency, you know, there's this thing, isn't it? We've got these bigger TVs in our in our lounges they're all black, these big black squares. And, you know, when you're not watching TV, which is not all the time, you want it to do something else. I think that there's also this whole design sort of ethos they have because this kind of sits on a you know nice little pedestal. doesn't have to. You can wall mount it and do what you want. But, um, you know, when you see, like, the lifestyle image shots of how they kind of present it, it's, like, in the middle of a lofty apartment and there's lots mm-hmm. of large windows, but you can still watch TV because it doesn't reflect, and it really doesn't. And... You know the things that are happening with kind of the simplest of technologies in a way it's it's almost like why has this not happened before because reflections on tvs are really annoying and they've kind of completely resolved that so i was, I was really impressed with that now samsung aren't the only ones that launched tvs we had new tvs from panasonic from lg and sony i know panasonic weren't able to see we haven't been able to see that out there have you um at their no. stand but sony you did go and i hear you saw tom holland at the same time yeah, so I mean, we can talk about the Sony TVs, but the funny thing is, actually, they didn't have them on their stand. So, um, oh, okay, <laughs> Sony's angle was really different, I think, and it was actually a really refreshing kind of press conference to go to. Um, that company is really doubling down on different properties that it has. So, it, it was very excited about Sony Pictures, um, obviously, which is Tom Holland. He popped on stage and showed off um, a clip of the new Uncharted movie, which is out in February. Um, and then they kind of went on from there, uh, brought out Jim Ryan, who's the PlayStation uh, head, CEO, uh, and he announced PlayStation VR 2 for uh, PlayStation 5, which was a bit of a surprise because it's CES, and it was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. That's a pretty big announcement, um, including mm. a new Horizon game. Um, we're not really sure when it'll come out. I'm guessing end of the year. Um, and then they kind of moved on to the S-Vision um electric suv and announced a new uh, company which i think is sony mobility incorporated uh, basically saying hey we're sony we're actually going to make electric cars now yeah because so, i was i mean i was there two i think it was two years ago and i was there and yeah. they rolled out the yeah that that concept car and everybody's like oh okay that's interesting um, and then obviously nothing happened so but now it has which is which is well, interesting it's pretty, itself it's pretty quick you know two years and it's like oh right um here's another car and actually we're really serious about this and we're going to make this part of a, you know, part of a business, um, a separate business, but be interesting to see where that goes. You know, can it, can it take on Tesla um, and such like, you know, uh, it's difficult to say. And the funny thing in Vegas, actually, so I've not been for two years because of world events and so forth. Um, it's changed a lot and it always changes every time I come, but um, at the actual convention center, there's kind of a new section. They've built a new building. Um, Elon Musk's, boring company has literally bored a tunnel and you can catch a tesla in an underground tunnel between the uh convention halls which is uh novel but rather fun. amazing yeah. <laughs> have you had a go mm-hmm. oh yeah so i'm just having water um yeah absolutely it was um uh, i went in for a meeting an hour before the show opened and 
had just about enough time, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a shot. And cool, it's look kind forward of to, uh, look forward to reading about that on Pocket Lent. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Yes, I mean, <laughs> it's a pre-concept to Hyperloop, so it's kind of you just get driven through by a driver in a Tesla, so it's not, you know, super futuristic in that format. Um, but the idea is just to show off that he can make these tunnels and there will in the future somewhere in california in theory be a big hyperloop train that's super fast so there we go right now something that has also look at the amazing way i'm going to segue into this something that's also been announced a lot of this this week that is super fast are a range of laptops luke you've been following this you see you see i've just made for this it's amazing very good very good (laughs) (laughs) new laptops all powered Yeah, new laptops, all powered by new AMD and Intel processors. Am I right there? Yeah, that's right. Um, What's the, the highlights been? Uh, well, AMD had the most to announce. It felt like they announced uh, thirty new products, so Whoa. they've kind of got a bit of everything. Um, and as usual, when new CPUs get announced, all the laptop manufacturers announce their refreshes of their models. So. There's a lot of models that we've seen before, but now they'll have these new souped-up graphics chips in them um, and processors. So I mean, the the cool thing is um, about 1.3 times faster than the previous generation of AMD CPUs and uh, two times faster graphics is what they're claiming. So potentially a lot better gaming performance on PCs that don't need a dedicated graphics card so that could be quite cool cool and is there any models specifically that's caught your eye because i know we've had a, a, a real glut of everything from msi to acer to asus to dell to like beyond yeah. razor and everybody haven't we um the one that caught my my eye was the um refresh of the dell xps 13 which i think everyone's familiar with very nice laptop um and they've really done quite a drastic redesign. They've gone very, very minimal and um, so much so that there's no touchpad anymore. The entire section beneath the keyboard is all, I presume, touchpad. There's no like lines or anything. You can't see where it ends or starts. Yeah, I saw that. I was wondering whether they, the whole thing is a touchpad or whether it's just hidden. The, yeah. the, there's still an area that's kind of hidden underneath that you kind of, otherwise you just catch it all the time, wouldn't you? <laughs> right. I what mean, about feedback as well, right? You kind of want that proper click or, or something convinced. Yeah. I do wonder what they that's did, like. um They talked about haptic feedback and stuff to make it nice to use, but they haven't really given much detail of how it actually works. Um, it does look very nice, um, but yeah, in practice, it could be quite strange. And they've also gotten rid of the function row and replaced it with a um, capacitive touch backlit Ooh. row. That's very um, um, MacBook uh, touch yeah, bar, isn't it? A bit like yeah. the touch bar. A bit, a bit, a bit um, late. <laughs> yeah, and you can switch those to media keys as well if you prefer. Um, okay. I, I don't know. It's a strange move because it's a lot of people's favorite laptop and they've changed almost everything <laughs> except <laughs> the uh the very nice screen which everyone knows has the nice thin bezels that's the same but um yeah that was the most interesting one for me at least i thought the the asus stuff seemed to be quite uh futuristic in its kind of approach the the new zenbook i think there's a, a space theme zenbook 14x and also a a new kind of a Zenbook 17 fold, which I wasn't sure whether that was just a one big screen that's like folding in half of similar to the sort of the Z Flip 3 uh, from Samsung, you know, the, the, the clamshell smartphone. And then obviously we've got new products from Lenovo as well with their with a secondary eight inch display. It feels that there's kind of quite a bit of experimentation still with laptops, which is quite, quite interesting. Do you think that's going to dominate for the rest of the year, or do you think this is the chance for them to play? And then, actually, when it comes to you know selling and coming out, they just a laptop is a laptop. Uh, it's tricky to say. I think the, I mean, they obviously the extra screens grab people's attention, and they're they're very cool. But how many people actually want them is a, another matter. Like my myself, <clears throat> I prefer a really nice keyboard to having a 
extra screen, I think. Um, but the novelty is is really cool, and it's if I had a chance to look at one, I'd obviously jump at the one with the extra screen rather than one with a. Yeah. I think it takes, it takes a bit of time as well. Like um, that, that Lenovo specifically is the I think it's the ThinkBook uh, Plus in its third yeah. generation, and like the the very first one, the back of the lid of the laptop was an e-ink panel. So they've kind of gone from from oh, that yeah, idea to one. then shifting it into like a, a slightly different format. Um, I think a bigger screen on the second version, and they've kind of given up on that in the third version, but taken a screen and put it you know next to your trackpad hopefully in a way that's more useful to say have um, you know spreadsheet rows or macros or you want to scroll on it with a pen or whatever so it's kind of an iterative process I think they take time to really see what people do with stuff because the idea sounds great right but actually is it yeah. when you and it, it might take a bit of time to figure out and actually the ultimate solution in the end may be you know what the standard laptop without all this stuff is probably where we end up going back to yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it's like the one, one thing I want them to invent, and, and nobody seems to have done this, is just to allow me to get a pencil and draw on the trackpad, you know, for signing documents or for just like making notes or working on Photoshop or something like that. Just, you know, almost like a Wacom tablet built in to the trackpad itself, you know, which they don't, nobody seems to want to do that. You can probably do it, but not with a, a normal pencil. I'm sure there's uh, very many companies that would sell you a very expensive, nice, stylus <laughs> pen. But uh, I can't think that I've seen it. I'm sure that could exist. Um, it must exist somewhere. And if you know, please please write in the usual... Uh, I want to say Maidenhead as if I'm like from the 80s <laughs> watching television. <laughs> Some kid's show. Right, okay. So moving on from uh, laptops. Um, now, one of the things I saw, Mike, which I was very excited about, and then you've actually seen in person, uh, mm-hmm. is this BMW. Yeah. Um, Tell us more. So... The concept, and it's very much a concept, uh, it's basically a car covered in e-ink panels, um, which it's like a Kindle, a Kindle on wheels, I think uh, Chris, the editor, said. And uh, it's not far wrong, but it, it's got this kind of method where it can almost like animate. So the whole exterior bodywork kind of morphs and shifts and moves between these different grayscales in a kind of motion pattern. Um, I've embedded a tweet on the site, so if you want to have a quick glimpse, look of you know ten seconds of it running through it, you can see. Um, and like, it's completely bonkers. It doesn't really have any practical application. <laughs> That's what's kind of great about these shows, though. It's companies going, "Hey, we can do this, so let's just do it." Um, it, it probably looks a bit better in images from slightly further away when you're kind of up close to it. There's quite a lot of um, it's kind of damaged points and like presumably where... you can just it's looking at a kindle screen very close up not even that close i think it's where there's so many panels you can kind of see some of the joinage between certain parts and you know it, it's pretty decent in in some regard but not you know it's never really going to be a consumer product right but it's just kind of wacky to see that you take one technology meant for a certain thing and completely morph it into this other thing that's massively eye-catching you know you, you couldn't if you saw it here, you couldn't not go and walk up to it and, and have a look and be like, what on earth is this? Like, And that's the thing, right? Look, seeing your video, seeing the video from BMW, seeing your video as well. And I think, to be honest, your video shows it off in a much better way than the professionally produced video <laughs> from BMW does. Um, I've, I was very excited because it kind of reignited my love of tech and all the other stuff. And sometimes you just have to have something, as you say, that is utterly bonkers and is completely just for like fun and inspiring. But yeah. I did kind of scratch my head for a couple of minutes afterwards thinking, why? And, yeah. you know, I spoke to my father, who's fairly old, and he was like, well, surely it'd be great for a bank job. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, was it was a white car, sir. No, it was black. I'm not sure. Yeah. So did they did, did they give a reason, apart from being the ultimate, like, James Bond, like, bank job um, kind of no, vehicle? I didn't specifically interview or speak to anyone on, on their stand about it. And it was outside of it. So I kind of just went up and did a good walk around. And I think that was kind of a nicer way of doing it in a way because I didn't need a reason. It, it felt kind of fun and quite detached from any sort of given purpose. I think that was kind of the fun thing about it. And it's made us talk about BMW, right? Mm. So at a show that's quite heavy on automotive now, some of the stuff, you know, a little bit, heavyweight not necessarily super interesting about different platforms and like different 
um, technologies from say Qualcomm that are delivering the things that you use every day. But then as much as that's important, it's like, hey, here's a car that can change color. Why not? And it's just, just a bit of fun. And it's really good to see that kind of playfulness. And, and we need that in, in times like now, I think. Now, something I saw to also to do with cars, uh, which I thought would have a bigger impact, is um, an announcement from Amazon uh, talking about getting Fire TV and, and the interface into cars. I think the BMW, I think that same concept that the iX, uh, the iX Flow has um, has a thirty inch widescreen screen in the back, isn't it, for cinema viewing, um, which Chris has written about on on the site. But it's this idea of 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 BMW, but also Ford and and others getting getting more streaming content into your car. Do we think that's going to be a thing in twenty twenty two, Luke? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it seems inevitable, um, especially with I know Android's doing a lot of work on the, all their Android Auto stuff as well to make the apps on your phone integrate better with car entertainment systems. So, yeah, I can't see why not. There we go. Definitive answer. (laughs) It's a bit wacky though, isn't it? Because, you know, you can't drive and watch the next episode of whichever favorite Marvel thing you're watching. (laughs) Um, No, but the passengers can. Yeah, but only if you've got a car. (laughs) Not everyone has like multiple screens in their car. So we're saying that actually increasingly cars are becoming more technology-based companies and they're really upselling um, the tech in the vehicle rather than perhaps the car itself. So you, you do increasingly see multiple screens in cars and, and so forth. So I guess maybe that, patient, but it's maybe not. that Sony uh, Sony concept will have PlayStation 5s built into the back and then you still won't be able to buy one. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, but you know... It kind of makes sense, I, I suppose. So it's maybe it's a bit more future looking and, and give it a few years that it might make sense or it could kind of vanish. But it's a step-by-step thing. I mean, you think back, um, Amazon introduced an Echo device for, for hands-free control years ago. I think it was years ago. It must be a good yeah. three years or something. So it's taken a bit of time to go piece by piece and, and move away from it just being Alexa into a, a fuller format for Amazon Prime. Now, this might be a bit easier for you, Mike, but I'm going to ask uh, Luke first. Luke, of all the stuff that we've been covering on, on Pocalint over the week, what's what's been your kind of either, I'll give you a choice, either the number one product that you're most excited about or something that you just think is so wacky that you have to mention it because the more people that have told about how wacky this thing is, the better. Um, I mean, in, in terms of wacky stuff, I feel like a lot of it we didn't cover because it's just so bananas <laughs> that no one would want it. Yeah. Um, I know there's been, I've seen a lot of things for um, pets, like smart products for pets. Um, There was a fitness tracker for cats, I believe, which is truly bizarre. Um, (laughs) I don't know what anyone would want to do with that data. I mean, it could be kind of fun to see how far your cat's gone. (laughs) I want a buff cat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly and okay so that's that's your crazy one that, that's the crazy one the one i'm actually most excited about is it's boring on paper but i think the implication is good that um the samsung tvs starting this year some of them will ship with completely battery-free remotes that charge themselves somehow with some black magic that sounds cool yeah so in the future, we might not have to worry about TV remote batteries ever again, which I think is quite cool. Right. Now, Mike, you might have seen some of these crazy things up close and personal, probably at like CS Unveiled yeah. or Pepcom yeah. or Showstoppers or what have you. Is there any that have caught your eye that just need to be told? I mean, Luke's hit a theme there. There's quite a lot of pet stuff. Um, if I'm going down the crazy angle, then it was probably something I saw last night um, called the, uh, I think it's Amagami Ham Ham which is a Japanese company. Okay. They have made a plush toy that you can pop your finger in its mouth and it nibbles you. <laughs> Sorry, uh, let's let's just... I, I, for some reason, I, I thought you said that there was a plush toy that nibbles your finger. <laughs> yeah, it's a little cat. Um, so two years ago, they released a cushion that wagged its tail when you stroked it. Yes, I remember that, yes. Same company. They've released a little plush toy. It looks very sad. It, it looks a little bit too sad, and you pop your finger in its mouth, and it nibbles. Okay. 
Very so that's the so that's the crazy one. And 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 of the stuff that you've seen that you're genuinely exciting about excited about, is there is there anything? It's or is it be. still is it still the nibbling cat? I mean, yeah, it's probably the best thing ever. But the the TVs on on a very serious note, you know, it, it's when you see them in the flesh and you see like that the the frames anti-reflective panel was like really quite astounding so i think that was one of the standout things for me um and samsung had a lot of stuff i, I was actually given a preview of their um qd oled which won't probably be out until maybe even next year which is like the super bright super colorful oled um people thought that maybe it was just a concept at the minute but nope they have one panel and it's literally the panel that exists um, that they had behind a very secretive curtain in a special room. And it's like, oh, okay, so nice. this is the future. So uh, I think Samsung's TVs, the fact they were there, the fact we could see them, the fact they could show off what they've done in the last year or so um, just, just stood out above all else. Yeah, I think for me, again, the, in my inbox has just been filled with just horrendous, horrendous products. A lot of, as you say, a lot of pet products like Track Your Dog, you know, like basically Fitbits for dogs and all those kind of things. Someone tried to pitch me a, a lunchbox that had a built-in steamer to cook your food in the lunchbox. I, I saw which, that yesterday. Which I, I think it was called the Steam Box because I, I I saw it and thought, oh, that's something to do with like Steam, as in the gaming, you know, the gaming sort of download company. And, yep. and no, it was like have you know freshly hot steamed rice or something. Just yeah, seemed a it, bit much. It's got nothing to do with steam the, the the platform either so it's a very kind of weirdly named device that might have a struggle taking off for legal reasons but you know it's literally if you're going to be out in the wilderness and you want to have a nice hot box of rice or something then you can pre-time it with that. how exciting <laughs> right well that's it for this week's show i hope you've enjoyed it until next time pip pip
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.